What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today I'm going to be talking about the biggest fat loss mistake that you are making. I don't like to always talk about fat loss. So this is actually not entirely about fat loss, but it is a mistake that is something I did for years. So I'm going to talk about it from my own personal experience, but also something that I see way too frequently that prevents individuals from achieving the body composition goals that they are trying to achieve. So whether that is fat loss or if you want to get leaner, if you want to be stronger, if you want to get more jacked, if you want to be more toned, if you want more muscle, whatever the case may be, you might be making this mistake. And I'm only assuming that because I did it and I did it over and over and over again, and I still struggle with it. So it's, it's funny because I, I take these trips down memory lane when I record and I start talking about things that I assume others are struggling with just because I know I struggled with it myself and I'm, I'm guessing that I'm not alone. And then I start to remember all of the ridiculous shit that I did and it just makes me laugh. Sometimes it makes me shake my head like, what the hell are you thinking? And then sometimes it makes me laugh because what else can I do? Like I, I was, you know, I think it's an important life lesson that we forgive ourselves for decisions that we made when we didn't know what we know now. So once you have more information and more experience, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback. It's easy to play hindsight and say, oh, well, obviously I shouldn't have done that. But you didn't know at the time. And I didn't know at the time. So this is me forgiving myself for all the dumb shit that I did. By the way, if you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy the content, the podcast in general, it helps me tremendously if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you can share this to your stories on Instagram or just send it to a friend. But if you do share it to your stories, I would love for you to tag me. So you can just take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And if you do then we'll be best friends forever. Um, No, but let's jump into this because actually, let me just start with running through some of the ridiculous things I did in the past because it will help frame this conversation. Number one, the first ever diet that I tried was something that I found in the back of a manual for a piece of cardio equipment. I can tell you it was a tread climber and I was this like gullible, vulnerable you know, 20 something year old kid who had just gained a ton of weight seemingly overnight, was always an athlete. And then all of a sudden I wake up one morning, what it felt like it happened overnight. And I looked in the mirror and I didn't know who I was or what the hell had just happened to me. Um, Obviously it didn't really happen overnight, but that's how it felt. And then I'm sitting there 250 plus pounds, like what just happened to me and how do I get this weight off so I can be an athlete again? And that was really the objective was just, let me get my identity back. Let me be me again. And it was just so uncomfortable in that moment, in that, that like the emotions, the uh, lack of confidence, the insecurity, trying to hide all the time. And so I bought a tread climber because I was vulnerable and I was gullible. And I watched this ad. It was a, probably an infomercial that was like, treadmills are great. Stair climbers are great. You know what's even better? If we combine the technologies of both and you burn 10 times the amount of calories in half the amount of time. And I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Like half the time and 10 times the amount of calories. I'm not even exaggerating. Like that's not an exaggeration. I'm pretty sure 
their marketing was you're going to burn 10 times the amount of calories in half the time. Um, and I was all in. So I bought this piece of cardio equipment. I put it in my apartment. And in the, in the manual, in the instruction manual, there was a diet. It was basically like a meal plan, which is probably illegal, but that's besides the point. Uh, maybe they had a dietitian or somebody. I, I can't imagine a dietitian putting that meal plan in something that was going out to thousands and thousands of people. But anyway, um, it was this, you know, it, it was just, it, it didn't have a calorie total, but I calculated at some point and it was right around 1200, 1400 calories per day. Keep in mind that I'm 5'10 and at the time I was, you know, over 250 pounds. So it was not fun. And then they also had this little thing in there about drinking ice cold water to speed up your metabolism. And I was obsessed. Like I followed it. Of course, I lost a ton of weight and then gained it all back. Um, and then, so that was one of the things that uh, I tried. And, you know, it's funny because you would say, oh, well, was it successful because you lost the weight? No, I couldn't maintain it. So it wasn't successful. I don't care. I lost over 50 pounds. I got under 200 doing that. Of course, like you're starving yourself and I'm doing an hour of this cardio machine every single day, completely miserable, but it didn't work because who can maintain that? So I gained it all back. Uh, one of the other things that I did was a challenge that uh, it was a six-week challenge and the structure was intermittent fasting. So I had to, my, my feeding window was, I believe 2 PM to 8 PM. And I needed three meals and a post-workout if I had, um, if I had trained that day. So it was a two o'clock meal. And then I would do like a, a four or five o'clock meal. And then my eight o'clock dinner. And again, this wasn't calories. This was just, here's how you're going to structure it. Um, eat three times a day between 2 to 8 p.m. If you work out, you get a post-workout. The post-workout was just protein powder, and then I was allowed to have berries. So it was like protein powder with water, <laughs> and like literally, and then I was allowed to have berries. And then uh, three meals, and it was just protein and veggies with the first meal, protein and veggies with the second meal, and then protein, veggies, and carbs with the third meal. So very low carb, very low calorie. Um, again, lost the weight, gained it all back. Then I tried something where it was just protein shakes and one meal. Um, so this was another program that I tried and uh, ended up doing, I think it was four or five protein shakes per day. And then dinner was like, you don't track your dinner. Um, you just have... A, a normal protein, carb, and veggie dinner. Um, and that was it. And I did track some of my dinners with that program and they would be around 500 to 700 calories plus four or five protein shakes, which again was just protein and water. I did that, lost the weight, gained it back. So the reason I'm telling you this is number one, any of the crazy extreme shit that you've done, I've probably done things that were crazier and dumber. So don't blame yourself. This is just, look, emo we're emotional beings, like humans by nature. We are emotional beings who, th who think, right? We always like to believe that we're just, we're logical, we're rational. The reality is our emotions drive us. That is what it means to be human because emotions 
tell us things. It send, you know, gives us information. That's how we process information. Um, and then we act upon them. And, and it's helpful to be able to learn to let those emotions pass and then to make decisions based off of reason. But the reality is that we are emotional beings who think, not thinking beings who feel. Okay. So don't blame yourself, right? This is especially when it comes to looking the way that you want, you know, your body, you only get one body. It's, it's an emotional thing to have, to not be where you want to be, to feel uncomfortable. So the reason I'm saying that is because you can't blame yourself and you can't beat yourself up for the stuff that you tried in the past. Now, the biggest fat loss mistake that I see is something that happened as a result of all of the crazy shit that I tried. So I, I highlighted three just because I wanted to paint the picture of my own background. There's plenty more that I did that was just as stupid that didn't work, that you know caused me to lose weight and gain it all back. However, because of going through those things and not getting to where I want to be, ultimately, I was able to eventually crawl out of that hole. But there was a lingering mindset mental block that stuck with me and honestly is still here till this day. And fortunately, I don't act upon it anymore. But for the longest time, especially when I was starting my business and actually really cool, I am recording this on Saturday, July 24th. It's the day after my birthday. In one week, a little bit over one week. So in one week, July 31st, August 1st, 2018 was when I officially started POP. So it's kind of like the technical three-year anniversary of POP, which is pretty cool. Anyway, especially around that time, I felt this immense pressure to look the part, right? I'm, I'm going to be the face of this company and I have to be fit and I have to look like I've got my shit together. I was so far from having my shit together. It's kind of funny. And I think that oftentimes coaches feel this same pressure. Be like, well, I'm a coach. I'm a trainer. I have to look the part. I have to be perfect with my diet. I have to be perfect with my training. I, you know, I have to have all the things because I'm setting the example. First of all, that is a story that we tell ourselves. That is not reality. Most people want someone who's relatable, who understands like, I think that a lot of people enjoy the fact that I don't have my shit together and that I do, you know, still have moments where I just feel like, fuck it. Like I'm not even, why even bother? And I have moments where I go out and, and I drink and I eat whatever the fuck I want. And I don't think twice about it. Um, I used to, you know, be in the same cycle that a lot of you are still experiencing. So I think that there's the relatability is helpful, but coaches, sometimes we tell ourselves this story that we have to be perfect because, you know, we're being placed on this pedestal. And what if we don't have our shit together? Nobody's going to want to hire us. Again, it's, it's a story that's not based in reality, but that's what we tell ourselves. And I felt that pressure when I was starting my, my company. So I, I wanted to look my best and I knew that, for my physical appearance, I was like, you know, basically I looked the way that I dieted, which means I always was under eating. So I didn't have a ton of muscle. I was pretty lean. I was pretty fit. Like if anybody saw me in, you know, whatever, walking around in a, a store, like you would think, oh, that person trains and that person clearly takes care of themselves. But I wasn't, 
I, I wouldn't say that I was really like where I needed to be or where I wanted to be, I should say, because need, you know, who cares really? But in my head, I wasn't where I, I looked the way that I dieted and I knew that I needed more muscle to really accomplish what I was trying to accomplish. I, I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to look better. Um, I wanted to be more fit. And I just felt like, look, I've been under eating for so long. It's time. Like I have to make this commitment to eating more, which was the scariest thing to building muscle, you know, and, and I had this, this vision of like what that would do for me. And plus the education of knowing what that would do for my metabolism, like literally just thinking about, because I'm somebody, I like to eat. I like food. Um, I, I, like to go out and try different things. I like to go out and try restaurants. I like to have a drink on occasion. It's helpful for me to have flexibility to be able to, you know, burn more calories at rest. That's an advantage. Like if if you could take my maintenance from like 3200 calories to 4000 calories, sign me up. Like I'm all about that. So I knew from a logical standpoint, all of the benefits. So, and I just felt like, look, I've been, I've been pushing this off for too long. Now is the time. So I would start and I would start hitting my macros. I would start increasing my, my calories. I would train really hard. I'm like, okay, I need my wind down. I had the best wind down routine. I, I really should get back to that. I was all on the like, you know, blue light blocking glasses and, you know, having my little calming tea an hour before bed. And I literally had the, the wind down routine reading um, all of it. I even did some meditation before bed. I had like the most epic wind down routine. So I was all in. And then what would happen inevitably is I would step on the scale and the scale would go up and I would panic and I would cut my calories back every time. So I'm like, all right, I, I have to do this. I have to get over this hurdle. It's time to go all in again. And I would do the same thing. I would hit my calories. I would hit my macros. I would step on the scale it would be up again and I would slash my calories again and wait until my weight got down. And then I'd go through the same process. Like, come on, Mike, <laughs> come on. You know what you need to do. Just commit and do it. And I'm like, what, what example am I setting right now? Here I am, brand new business owner talking about you know needing to fuel your body appropriately and build your metabolism and all this stuff. And here I am, getting scared every single time I increase and every single time the scale goes up. Not exactly the model example for people who were following me, but you know, it, it just kept going round and round. And I'm stubborn. So <laughs> I waited a long time because I'm like, I can do this. I'm a coach. I know what I need to do. I know all of the things. Like I literally had so much information in my brain it wasn't a matter of, no, it wasn't, uh, you know, just knowing more. It was just fucking doing it. But if that was, if it was just as easy as saying, okay, I know what to do. I'm just going to do it. Then it would have already happened. So eventually I was like, all right, look, here's the deal. I've been trying on my own. I'm not getting anywhere. I know my mental blocks. I know it needs to be done. I'm still not doing it. I'm tired of listening to my own excuses. Let's just go all in and hire somebody. And I had worked with plenty of coaches before. Um, I understood the value of coaching, but for some reason, this one thing I was really stubborn about, I was like, I, I have to do this on my own, but it, why? Like, why is that a thing? If you were, you know, feeling depressed, you wouldn't be like, I can do this on my own. Like if you had any sort of like an issue that required 
expert help. Like we have teachers, we have coaches, we have all through life, we have mentors, we have people that guide us and show us the way. And yet with our nutrition, fitness, like our health, one of the most important things that we have, if you don't have that, what do you have? And here we are like telling ourselves that it's weak to ask for help or we should be able to do it on our own. Like why? You don't get a fucking medal if you figure it out on your own. So anyway, finally, after believing my own bullshit for so long, I hired a coach. I told him the game plan. I'm like, look, here's my situation. Every time my weight goes up, I get scared. Every time I increase calories, I cut them back. I want to build muscle. Let's do this. And I told him that I was ready to just buy into the process. I was going to commit whatever the timeline was. It didn't matter. I was like, you tell me how long we're doing this for and I am all in. And we spent the next year in a full-on bulk cycle. Now, that doesn't mean that I was eating in a surplus and, and just gaining unwanted body fat for no reason. I actually gained very, very, very little body fat because we did it the right way. It was well-structured. It was intentional. Um, it wasn't just adding calories for the sake of adding calories. We were looking at all of the uh, inputs and outputs when it comes to stress and nutrition and food quality and yes, calories, but also recovery and training and everything that goes into it. When you want to build muscle, uh, you know, a small surplus is all you need even maintenance can do. So I spent a lot of time at maintenance. I spent a lot of time in a small surplus. And I even spent some time in a deficit because just like when you are trying to lose fat, you have days that are higher. It's the same thing when you're trying to build muscle. It helps to have days that are lower, um, not just from a psychological standpoint, but also from a physiological standpoint. So by the way, if you haven't picked up on this already, the biggest mistake that you're probably making when it comes to fat loss is that you always cut your calories every time the fucking scale goes up. It's that every time you try to commit to rebuilding your metabolism, to fueling your metabolism, to building some muscle, to getting stronger, to doing the things that you know you need to do every time you get scared and you go back to eating less and you cut, you, you overcompensate and you're like, nope, got to get the scale down right away. The scale could have been up because of water. It could have been up because of stress. It could have been up because of more food digesting in your system all these different reasons. And yet we panic and then we overreact and we make an emotional decision and we cut calories. So I went through, I said, we're doing this for however long it takes. Um, it's time to delay the gratification. I knew that I was going to let the time pass regardless. Like that time was going to pass no matter what it didn't matter. I can't stop it from passing. So I could either waste more of it, which I had already done enough of, or I could finally capitalize on it and know that, look, this is going to be something that sets me up for long-term success. And that was the mindset. So I took that mindset, went a full year, and I ended up in the best shape of my life physically, mentally, my metabolism, sustainability. I got to have more flexibility. Like People ask me now because I post a lot of stuff with like, you know, fancy drinks that I might, you know, it was just my birthday yesterday. Like the week, the weekend before, um, you know, I'm the type of person I like to celebrate for an extended period of time. So there's been plenty of birthday cake. I've had, I think three or four, maybe different cakes. Um, uh, a nice Froyo cake that I had, um, that, you know, I I've had all these different occasions recently travel and, and people are like, you know, how are you still keeping your physique? It's because I went through this process and I actually 
did what needed to be done to improve my metabolism, to burn more calories at rest, to build more muscle. So now I have more sustainability with reaching my goals and I get to have more flexibility. It's like the discipline earned me that freedom, the discipline of going through a bulk and finally committing and building muscle and knowing that it was, I was going to play the long game and to stop wasting more time got me to a place where now I can have more flexibility. So it's pretty crazy for somebody like myself who spent the better part of a decade on this roller coaster of chronic dieting. I, I highlighted some of the crazy shit that I've done. The roller coaster of chronic dieting. Uh, my thyroid was was jacked up is, I should say, um, because of the severe restriction and constantly eating less and overworking myself. I was afraid to eat more than 2,000 calories per day. And now, um, you know, I went through that process to be able to build significant muscle, to be able to eat over 3,000 calories per, per day, to, to be leaner as a result, like weighing more and being way leaner is pretty awesome. So yeah, it was worth it. And, and the, the bottom line is that you might be facing some similar demons. You might be dealing with some of those thoughts in your mind about knowing that you need to do this process. You have to go through like what I call that metabolic priming process um, or just committing to building some muscle or prioritizing, just fueling appropriately. Like let's, let's simplify it. Let's call it fueling appropriately. That's it. Like if, if you know that's what you need, but you keep getting in your own way because every time the scale goes up, you cut calories or every time you feel uncomfortable, you cut calories. First of all, you might not be doing this properly. Like if you're still trying to do this on your own, I would say that that's a major red flag because how are you supposed to, if you're not an expert, first of all, even if you are an expert, we all need guidance and support and accountability because Here's the reality. Every single one of us, every one of us, 100% of us are subjective when it comes to ourselves. So even if you're a coach, I can promise you that if you're a coach and you're helping your clients, you know the right thing to do for them. Then when it comes to you, there's that little voice in the back of your mind that says, well, maybe I'm the exception, right? You as the coach are like, I'm the exception. So I don't need to do what I'm telling my clients to do because I'm different. No, you're not. None of us are that different when it comes to uh, exactly what I'm talking about here. So stop trying to do it on your own. Stop wasting time and actually invest in yourself and commit to that process because on the other side of that is freedom. On the other side of that is your is peace of mind. It's confidence. It's being able to have more flexibility. It's being able to be more social. Like, Isn't it going to be more fun when you can eat more, maintain a leaner physique, have more flexibility, be more present with the people that need you the most, your friends, family, the people you care about. Like, isn't that worth the temporary discomfort of getting over your own bullshit and stop listening to your own excuses? So hopefully you understand the message that I'm trying to hammer home here because it's an important one. And again, I'm speaking from experience. I'm not speaking from any sort of uh, position of like, I'm better. I'm speaking from a position of this is still something I struggle with. And I've done a lot of work to get to where I am. So I know that it's a, it, it's a common problem. So don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. Ask for help. Just here's the thing. Shoot me a DM if this resonates with you. If you understand what I'm talking about, if you feel like I'm speaking directly to you, 
Just shoot me a DM. We'll have a conversation. I can at least point you in the right direction and help you uh, stop trying to do this all on your own. So with that being said, that's it for me. Hopefully this was helpful. As always, please let me know. Uh, message me, tag me in your stories, whatever. Leave a, rate, a five-star rating or review. Um, this is my, my checkoff here because I feel like I've said everything that I can say about this topic. So hopefully that was helpful and I will talk to you guys very soon.